0: Yeah, so welcome everybody to uh episode number six of the uh, hockey toolkit. I am Trevor DiCarlo.
1: Andrew Trimble bringing the Christmas spirit with the holiday edition. Yeah, that's what it is, except I gotta
0: listed as episode
1: five, but I only could count past four, so <laughs> Hey man, you know, I mean that's the golden years of being a you know being in the holiday spirit. When you're four, five, six years old, once you get to seven, eight, nine. You know, my daughter's ten, and I don't know how she's hanging on to this Santa thing. I think she's pulling one o- one over on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, enjoy it while it lasts, right? Yeah, it's not bad. You know, like my my son's right in the thick of it. He's seven, and uh, you know, we're driving home from the rink. Um, and he plays down in Exeter, so it's about an hour drive back to Guilford, New Hampshire. And he, you know, he sees we drive past. I'm not going to tell him, but we drive past Bedford, like the. Bedford area, which has the you know, Manchester Airport there. Mm-hmm. And there's planes flying out all the time and he's like There's red lights, Dad. You see it? Is that Santa? <laughs> Is that Rudolph? Sure, buddy. Yeah. That's sure, buddy's checking you out. You better shut up in the back seat. <laughs> Keep it quiet.
0: You better make sure you're on that good list, not the bad list.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, watch it.
0: Yeah, I got no kids of my own that I know of, so I don't have to really worry about uh <laughs> any of that right now. But I mean and all my cousins have now grown up. I mean they're at I think That's the youngest one's 16 so if he doesn't got it figured out now we got more serious problems but uh
1: yeah you have to sit him down and the big <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey bud uh <laughs> real quick i remember when we we finally told my younger brother so my my youngest brother is uh let's see here about 6 years younger than me and yeah, Colton's about yeah 6 years younger than me uh he had to have been about Yeah, around 10, 11. And I just remember we were just sitting there and, like, we are eating dinner one night. And, again, it's, like, middle of May. So it makes no sense whatsoever. And we just we turn to him and we go, his name's Colton. Somehow it comes up and we're like, Colton, do you still believe in Santa? Now, like, when people are asked that question so many, like, as a kid so many times, like, you got to start thinking, like, okay, why wouldn't I believe in Santa? But he's just like... Yeah, and we, my sister and I, who's she's a couple years younger, we were laughing, like, our asses off. And he, we're, he's like, why? And we're like, dude, like, seriously? And he's just like, wait, there, there's no Santa? <laughs> so we're laughing. And, again, we feel bad, but we're like, okay, you're also, like, 10, 11 years old. Like, you should kind of, like, know at this point. And I don't know if he was – that was, like, the look on his face was just all of a sudden, like – Like his whole childhood was crumbling. And then he looks at us and goes, Oh, the Easter bunny isn't real either. And we just lost it. (laughs) Like, dude, if that's what you were really worried about, like, yeah. And so then you got to go through the whole, like, well, this is how it happened. You know, mom and dad would go out and they would, you know, wait till everybody was asleep and then they'd move all the stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. But sounds like you're coming up on that in in the next year or so. And especially now she's got to make sure she doesn't ruin it for her brother either, though.
1: Yeah, and she's pretty good big sister, so I think that she likes watching him uh, enjoy the moment. You know, it's, so it's all good. We got a couple good years coming up ahead. Of us. Uh, that's good though. What uh, what's going on in the, your world of hockey right now? So we're on we're on break right now. We got about a two week break before the kids kids come back January second and third. Uh, around that time, when we start games that following weekend. Uh, so this is a good little pause in the schedule where kids can kind of go home. We kind of finished. We played some tough games on the weekend against the Worcester Railers and we lost both games. Okay. At, at both the EHL and the EHLP level. Worcester is a good program. They have good teams every year. Um, they were really close games, but I think that we also had a little bit of um I don't know why you, what you put in there but like, you know, there's that kids are around the holidays, they start thinking about other things. I got a plane ride going here. I got a Yeah, you said that in the last See my episode. girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so they, so they start getting pulled in different directions and if you can really rein those kids in, for that final weekend, which Worcester definitely did. Uh, and they compete just a little bit harder. They can win those games. And we didn't, whether, you know, for whatever reason, we just weren't all there. So, uh, and I know, I know it's going to be a topic of discussion a little bit later, but, uh, you know, that burnout is a big, big factor at this time of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I- how about yourself? What was your, what was your weekend like? <laughs> uh, well,
0: a little bit of the same, same old, same, uh, We've gotten hit by a little bit of the injury bug. We got kids still sick. Uh, So it's it's hit or miss. Uh, The wins have not, uh, they're not there right now. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we've had one, but the buy in, we're starting to see improvement on a lot of the players. So that's obviously the most important part. Um, You know, it's also just trying to make sure it's fun. But, you know, as you said, you know, the burnout factor, you know, for me, even as a coach, I mean, I guess we're going to go right into it right here because I guess I'm making the segment now. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, the burnout factor, um, you know, first off, I want to make sure that uh, we let everybody know that I reached out on Twitter. Uh, if Twitter's still around when this episode comes out and Elon Musk hasn't blown it up, but, um, <laughs> Andrea Sanchez, who I've uh, met in person, she's actually in the, out here from the Sh- Chicagoland area. She reached out. We, I asked, hey, what does anybody want to talk about? Um, and her question was, uh, you know, as a heavy travel schedule uh, team, can lead a burnout. Uh, are there any tips recharge for both players and parents? So, before we get to that question, as a coach, and you even just said it yourself, you know, I'm personally like running into. A burnout like I've just been especially with this being one of my more challenging seasons um and again I've gone through the whole synopsis of the team just basically hodgepodge group thrown together uh, a lot of kids that didn't make previous teams so um my goal is obviously to get them up there but you know it it it's a different it's one of the more challenging teams I've had to deal with, work with in the sense of We've the skill level, you know, usually when you're picking a team, the skill, the gap isn't so big. This year, it's a little bit bigger. Um, but it's also the fact that I've got kids coming from all over, so they don't know, um, you know, I don't know what they were taught years past. I don't know, you know, what concepts they were taught, you know, what four checks, this and that. So what my, you know, it's like my stepbrother and I, who he's my assistant coach, we, um, I remember it was back in September. Team was picked. We had like one or two skates already, but we're like, okay, we mapped out the season. Like, this is what we want to accomplish each month. We get there, great. If we don't, obviously, we have our roadmap of where we want to get to. I think after like the second week, we just took that and we crumpled it up and threw it away. And we're like, all right, (laughs) we're going to have to take a couple more steps back. And I think that was important as a coach to on my end to evaluate that, because again, you don't want to teach kids something that it's not going to work, but back to the burnout. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been challenging for everybody. Um, you know, and, and more or less, it just comes down to, I want to make sure the kids are having a good time and they're getting better. Yep. So it's like, am I doing my job?
1: Um, so. Well, if you're doing, if you're doing that, like if you're, if you're, if the kids are still showing up to practice, they're still giving a good effort in games, you're doing your job. Especially at the youth level. Right, right. Um, I know that, like, I've spoken, to, you know, when we do our schedule in UC May for the junior teams, um, I always put in a Thanksgiving break. I always put in a two week, at least, Christmas break. And some coaches will be like, hey, man, let's play the day after Thanksgiving. Let's bring them back and we're making, making them stay there. And although that might look good on paper, it might give you a break another, another point in the year. Like, everybody needs that break. You need. You know, the, there is a certain pecking order in, in your life that your family has to take a priority and you have to have to have a detoxing period where you can just relax, recharge the battery, and then get back after it when the kids come back. And I generally find that, um, and we had a meeting with with our EHLP team on uh, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, going into this weekend, and they played hard on Sunday. They really did. They lost three to two to the top team in the league. Yeah, it's great. They played hard. That's good score. Yeah. And, um, we talked about, you know, you made it this far, right? We're sitting here at Thanksgiving or excuse me at Christmas. Uh, we've done a hundred and I don't know, 150 hours of practice, whatever it may be. The kids are on the ice a ton. You've done 25 games so far. Uh, you've had some kids quit. You've had some kids stick it out. You have some kids battle through injuries. Like you made it this far that that's an accomplishment in itself. Absolutely. Now let's recharge the battery and we come back after Christmas. Let's hit the ground running. Cause that that two month window of January, February, before you hit the playoffs in March, it goes so fast. Oh yeah. So, um, like, I generally find when kids come back in in January, it's guns a blazing. They're ready to go because they had that two week break. And if they don't have that two week break, uh, they're not the same kid. So that's for me right now. You just using my own experience, and that I mean
0: three two. That's awesome. Um, you know, we're using. I've never always, when I've coached in the past, and even when I played, like, we holidays were there, but most of the team was there and played. Um, This year, basically, I've got kids that, because we're in 16U, different high schools, school districts, so finals. That's a huge thing that's come up. I've got, again, like I said, kids sick and kids injured. So I reached out to the families, you know, again, I'm sure they're burnt out too with just everything because we are, we just got back from St. Louis two weekends ago and then we had off ice the next day and then we had two practices within the next three days. And then we're back to playing, you know, the next day. And so I just basically reached out to the families. We had enough, um, We just said, look, we can't make it because of finals. You know, I get it. Um, you know, school comes first, this, this and that. And so we did this week. We, you know, I talked to my assistant coach, and it's was just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What are your thoughts? And we decided that, yeah, we're just going to give the ice time back to the club, and we're going to take, you know, the week off. Because, yeah, I mean, we would have had five, six kids, which is fine to work on maybe possibly skills or something of that nature. But, honestly, let's just all back away, kind of recharge our batteries, as you said. And it's kind of a, it's an experiment for me because I've never done this before. So I'm hoping, as you said – Everybody comes back, you know, ready, you know, they, they get that urge. They're sitting there, you know, listening to Grandpa tell his 10,000th story about the time that he, <laughs> you know, walked up the hill, and they're just sitting there like, okay, I really wish I was on a nice drink. Like, that's what I'm hoping to get. But, um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Uh, But, yeah, the burnout there, even as a coach, it's just like we're going over the same stuff over and over again. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out how can I make this work for other players. Like, for everybody, what am I not
1: doing? Well, you know the one of the one of the fun things that you you can do is when they do come back, you can like really ignite some energy with some different bad different... skating drills. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> no, you know what? You know, a couple couple years I I did with especially like when I coached the EHL Premier team in like twenty fifteen sixteen. I had a couple like we did. We changed our off ice workouts when they got back and made it really competitive and fun. So um, like we had like a competition day so like they came back uh january 3rd or whatever so that first off ice workout uh we made it like just three exercises bench uh deadlift and squat and the Mm -hmm. three guys who had the best one don't have to work out tomorrow because they came back in good shape oh nice uh and we had just like a bench press competition like who puts the most on the bar and who can max out and you just made it really fun and then um Or like, you know, you come back and guys are expecting, oh, we're going to get back into our systems. we got to get refocused. Make your first practice like a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. Just like we we got divide up teams. Uh, We're going to play cross ice. We're going to have – it's a 20-man team, so we're going to have six different teams. They're going to have come in different jerseys. You're going to sign those like a couple days prior so they can talk about it and then make a bracket, play three-on-three. And now they're like – Oh, this is going to be fun. Right. This is a little bit right. different, you know. Like, but but I mean, they're going to be competing during that three on three because maybe there's a you know a, there's a bonus for some for winning, or maybe there's a ramification for losing. So, um, you can totally tweak that because you have a little bit of decompressing time to kind of brainstorm, and uh, you can make it great. It could be awesome. That's and that's one of the
0: big things I'm trying to do right now is even just, for, as you said, decompress for myself. Just okay, what has worked, what's not working. You know, kind of it's a instead of an end of the season, you know, review or reflection, I'm getting that mid season now. So I do, you know, I'm constantly texting my stepbrother, you know, besides the other BS that we talk about. But he's just like, hey, you know, what, uh, you know, what do you think of this? What are we, what are we trying here? What's not working? And I agree. Like, it's, I think it's going to be a good, I think it's going to be an exercise where next year I'm going to, whatever team I'm going to be with, I'm be like, yeah, we want the full two weeks off during winter you know, I'm not, we're not gonna be around. We just need that whole decompression. So hoping that works. Um, but you know, again, how else, I mean, for you yourself, how do you deal with, you know, any of this type of burnout, maybe at this point, maybe right now you don't have it, but in seasons past, how have you dealt with it?
1: Well, first off, I got to ask you, so like when you, when you address your stepbrother, is it like Hey, Nighthawk. This is Dragon.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't reveal our <laughs> names because if I do that, then, I, then they're going to pick it up on like scanner, and we're we're screwed. No, no, it's no, no, it's uh, it's. You like? Hey, you like guacamole? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Usually, uh, we just build room for activities. That's what our hotel rooms for. We just try to make bunk beds and. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because he's actually he was the better hockey player the two of us, and um, he played AAA growing up. He actually played with Tommy Wingle's, which is funny enough. And he would tell the stories about how, you know, Tommy growing up was just an average. You know, he traveled for all these AAA camps and teams and stuff, and he never made it. And then he, you know, all of a sudden just kept kept working away, and all of a sudden here's the guy he's, he's seeing him as he's sitting at home. You know, my stepbrother drinking a beer. Watching Tommy Wingles on the TV, but that's a story for probably for another time. But uh, but you
1: know, I think some of that. So in some of that, the the double A and the triple A, that could be a discussion for another day. But in some of that, it's an attrition thing. So like, you have the kids who do the triple A the whole lives, right, from the time they're mites all the way up to the time they're mid. I am writing this and, down too. <laughs> <laughs> and and. So let's say there's 20 kids who start on that Mike team, which there's never 20 kids on a Mike team, but. um, Oh, you'd be surprised. Up here
0: in Chicago, they're out here in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: But by the time they get to Midget, you know, there's only maybe six or seven of them that started because some of the kids quit. They want to focus on other sports. There's There's an attrition thing. And the AA players who were all fun growing up and like they had the breaks because they didn't play the summer hockey, they played other sports. Those kids start to get better and better and better because they're like finding a passion and a love for the game. Right, and you find it so often that oftentimes the kids that you know played AAA growing up, by the time they get to college or just before college, junior, they're just like, I'm done with hockey, or yeah. they're like, they've they've settled into a role their whole life. So they're like, well, now I'm the guy who chips the puck off the glass and I can play a fourth line role because they've been behind other kids their whole life at an elite level. Whereas the double A kid. Maybe they were totally creative in that in that space, and they could dominate games. So they've always been a top six player. So now they emerge into these, into that higher level, and they're used to dominating. So they have this confidence. Oh yeah. And you know it's just a, it's just a different beast. It is. Um, and you gotta you gotta I'd say every kid is different. I'd say every kid you have to like recognize your kid, and if your kid doesn't want to go to the rank and he's six, seven, eight years old. Don't take them to the ring. Don't make that mistake. Just let them have the night off. Watch video, like watch videos on YouTube, whatever. Right. Whatever you're gonna do, because it's not worth it I'm in the long. Be
0: a run. Kid, yeah, no, I agree. But okay, yeah, that is. And again, I've got. I don't want to be the one throwing out all of these stories here. I've already get enough DMs about me talking too much on here. So, uh, get at it. No, here. I'm just kidding. Nobody DMs me, anyways. Uh, but, um, <laughs> so okay. So again, back to the burnouts what so what has worked for you um uh, what hasn't worked for you like what are those you know especially again being at the junior level you know you've you've had to have gone through a lot of your own you know trial and errors um i'm assuming but uh what do you get
1: i i i think building in those breaks in the schedule makes a big difference uh getting them out of the rink and away from the rink uh makes a huge benefit for when they come back to the rink Um, and yeah, maybe they, maybe they're out of, out of shape a little bit when they come back in January, because you have an extended break, but like, if they still are if they're passionate to play, that doesn't matter at all. So I think building in those, um, building in those breaks is important. I think, um, you know, getting to know every kid on the team is really important. So like, if you have open dialogue and communication with the team, you can gauge your team. If you don't have those conversations and you're not communicating with your team, then you have no idea what, where they're at in terms of their, their mental fatigue. Yeah. Um, and then making it fun when they come back fun, but competitive, you can, you can combine the both. That's like that perfect antidote for like getting to the next level is things that are fun where they're excited to do, but they're also competitive and they have to work for it. And I think you, if you can create things that incentivize athletes, that's kind of like makes it work, you know? And, uh, definitely I, I found that you know doing doing like things like when they come back in january um things that they can look forward to on the calendar that like you know we have, we have a bunch of benefit games that get good crowds in january and they can start to think about the big picture mm-hmm. uh, those make a big difference and um you know we have college commitments coming up so kids are still earning that stuff like we're not like pushing kids into colleges like pigeonholing them in september and October they still got big things to play for here coming down the stretch so um, there's a lot of ways to do it. What, what are your thoughts, Trevor? Again, I mean, this is kind of the first season
0: where um, you know it's felt like a for me burnout, uh, but even for the kids, I mean, we're not on the ice as much as at the junior level. But we, um, you know, again, I like what everything you said. I mean, the first practice, you know, this, they even listen. To a but B, if they this drops it'll drop way before then, but. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll do something like that. We'll make it just like kind of like a games type of small area games. Obviously, I'll uh, I got enough time to plan on with a purpose what those games are gonna be. So it'll be hiding in those things that we really need to work on. But uh, no, I mean I, I you know again I growing up for me as a player I just you know ate slept drink pl- hockey that was all I did you know so I guess I was a different breed of. Person, so I would really never got that burnout feeling. Um, but, you know, again, as for us, it's again, this is the first season that we've like said, all right, we're just taking the holiday. And it, even though it's one week, it, you know, it's one week. And for me, that's like, you know, sacrilege. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, it's like almost <laughs> like, you know, if I was really... It was like almost like missing church, it feels like. But uh, it is nice, though, to be able to, like, all right, come home and decompress. I don't have to, like, you know, after a day of work. So, um, you know, I guess just a little bit different situation. But, you know, honestly, I think the best way I'll be able to tell you is how it goes in the next episode. You know, how it really, uh, how this trial and error works. And, um, but, again, we don't have these because as soon as we get back... We're right back into games that following weekend, and then we're out of town, we're in a tournament. Realistically, I think my team, we only have like 10 we're ten to 15 games left in the season, which um, doesn't seem like a whole lot. So it's more or less just keeping it upbeat right now. that That's our goal is just to keep it upbeat. I did set up uh, during this break. I've got players reaching out. Uh, my uh, assistant and I were going to do um, Zoom player evaluation so him and i will be on a zoom call with the player uh because you gotta make sure with that safe sports stuff um and we gotta just make sure sh- you know they just ask like hey can we you know i've had them reach out um which is good which is great so i can kind of cur- critique <clears throat> in a positive way you know like hey this is what you're doing really well here's areas that we want to improve on for the rest of the season and hey like this is what we we're gonna do as coaches like but this is also what you can do away from the ring. Um, you know, that's great. So that's basically where we're at, our mindset is. Um, but, you know, I guess to really hit on uh, Andrea's uh, question, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. So uh, she is a parent of a, uh, I believe she's playing AAA this year, uh, daughter, uh, parent of a AAA hockey daughter who is, uh, so they they got a, heavy travel schedule can lead to burnout for them. Do you have any tips to recharge for both the players and the parents?
1: I got one now. I just, I just brainstormed here. I got, I got two good ones here. I hopefully I'll remember the second one after I get done with the first one. So, all right. <laughs> the, the first... <laughs> I'm not saying anything. So I don't know. I don't... <laughs> the first one right? we're in the holiday season. I think it's like, crazy you're if you're a coach and you're coaching your team and i'm just an assistant coach this year next year i'll be a coach again head coach but you gotta have a holiday party yeah. you gotta have a christmas party for your kids absolutely right you're at that time of the year the kids get to do secret santa or like uh what's the other game uh secret santa is usually the best in a team because like you can kind of pick out your kid your guy and like uh, you can conspire with other guys and uh or girls and pick out like you know a pretty you know, all sorts of gifts. Oh if, yeah, as a kid. I've I've seen all sorts of things that I won't mention on the podcast. <laughs> probably upset about I had I've had T-shirts. Like, Ari Swift gave me a T-shirt last year that, uh, you know, if anybody, <laughs> if any other coach, most coaches would be offended. I thought it was hilarious, uh, but that that's that makes it like fun. And then the kids right. realize this is a good group of guys. Like right. this is a good group of girls, and I want to be part of this team. So then they take a break, and then it's like. You get that nostalgic feeling of like, it's like when you break up with the with the girlfriend, it's like, oh, I want to get her back now. You know? <laughs> right. So you get a two-week break, and then you come back in January, and you're excited you to got see You that boom guys. box over your head, and you're sitting outside the window. That's right. <laughs> but, that's right. You're like, she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the other one. I oh, totally I totally forgot the other totally one. totally tried not to distract you. <laughs> but that, that's one thing. Like doing a holiday party or doing some stuff off the ice, that realizes that you're all a team and you're in it together, and it's not just about the hockey, but it's about the group. That makes a big difference in terms of uh, avoiding burnout. Because if you're just there for hockey and the hockey gets less fun, then you're going to get burned out. Right. So, um, so doing other stuff off the ice can make it more impactful as a team. I think it really comes down to, on the player side. I mean, it comes down to the player.
0: Um, now, I know Andrea and her her daughter, and they're very heavily involved in hockey. Um, But just for anyone in general, you know, if your kid's sitting there and it's, like, again, holiday time and they want to go see, you know, like, oh, cousins are in town, you know, like, oh, but you got practice. Well, like, okay, who cares? Like, just go and be a kid, you know, be a – Definitely. And, again, as parents, I think as coaches, we have to, like, respect that. I mean, you should – there's no reason, especially at those younger ages. You should be respecting that one. Like, okay, so you're going to be down one player. Or you might be down three or four. Fine, fine. Make it fun for everybody else, you know, if you have to use the ice. Um, so I would just say, like, let him be a kid. Um, you know, don't. Because in the, long, in the long run, is missing a week of hockey going in the middle of the season during the holidays, is that really going to make or break a player's career? No, absolutely not. So from that standpoint, I think just let the kid be a kid. You know, I know out here we've got rinks that do three-on-three tournaments during the holidays. And again, if they want to do it, great. Go for it. But as a parent, if you're like, you know what, I need a break, let's find something else for you to do. Again, go for it. Like, just find something then, you know, divert them to something else. Um, You know, for parents, as a burnout, like I said before, I don't have any kids that I know of, so I can't really – uh, give too much in that, but outside of just you know, it's the nostalgia, I guess, of just me thinking from my parents' end of how much they really enjoyed watching like me play, like and watching you know, and they know taking me drive me to practice. Okay, so maybe they didn't like some of the stuff I did in games, but like just taking me to practice and stuff like that, you know, it's um, you know, just you know, try and look at it like it's it feels like a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, it's just kind of like a small clip. But also, again, you're the parent. Like as a parent, you should be able to say, you know what, we're just gonna we're gonna be home for the holidays. We're gonna take a week off, and we're gonna go do this or that, or you know, we're just gonna spend time together. Um, because yeah, definitely as a parent, I can I, I I do know just hearing from the parents that I talk to, and this isn't in a negative way, but they're just saying like, oh yeah, it's just running here, we're running there, like take a break like don't because the burnout is, is you just said you know before that's
1: the last thing we want for anybody and then absolutely and and you know if you look at that movie uh you know king richard that oh was uh, don't even get me started on that movie <laughs> I, but like there was there was a lot of good points with with he did everything he could to avoid his kids getting overexposed and burnt out um just there's a lot of good merits in terms of that um but oh, one thing I was going to say. Oh, there so, we go. I'm not saying anything. No distractions. Why Why do kids get burnt out? Because it feels like the same thing over and over. Right. Well, if you're the coach and you're getting that information, then make it completely different. Uh, like when they come back for practice, like we things we talked about with the three-on-three or the weightlifting challenges or making a practice that's completely different or bringing in a guest coach. That's great. I, last year, we did it with my 16s team. We did a ton of... Uh, Zoom calls with all sorts of people, guys from NHL coaches to college coaches to players. And that was really great for like it gives them something more to go to the rink for. Um and even one year I'm probably I don't even know what platform it's on. I was wasn't that tech savvy at the time, but remember the mannequin challenge? Oh yeah,
0: we're all yeah, yes
1: I do. Yeah. The, the kids were like one year they were like, Coach, we gotta do the mannequin challenge. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I don't know what the mannequin challenge is. We right. We're like Coach, come on. We got It, it went off for like two two days. It was not go that long. I was like, yeah, let's do the fucking mannequin right. show. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and I got all excited about it. And I think we had like 100,000 views or something. from Somebody showed me. It was crazy. That's awesome. And, uh, I got the Zamboni drive. I was like, you're going to come out. You're going to stop. You're going to run over a kid. <laughs> so, you know, just mix it up. You got to mix it up. Because otherwise, if you don't mix it up, that's how you get burnt out is like when it's the same thing, right over and over no, that's why people are that's why people who are married for twenty years <laughs> end up hating their spouses right <laughs> no yes, yeah, so, well,
0: I mean, Andrea, I hope we've been able to answer somewhat of your question there um again i Andrew would be much better at answering the whole uh parent dilemma than i I am, but uh you know like I said, it's uh. I think it's just more or less when you recognize that as a parent, or even as an athlete, or as a coach, like that it's time to pump the brakes for a second and try and figure out what what's going on, what's too much for us, what can we, you know, when and how can we take back a little bit of our own time and lessen that burnout, and then you know go from there. And I think that's probably the best bet. But
1: uh, I don't know,
0: or or just do the mannequin challenge that plank the plank (laughs) challenge i mean whatever challenge but
1: uh all right so trevor i got a big question
0: for you i knew you wouldn't all right what do you got
1: okay holiday edition episode what is the greatest hockey related gift you've ever gotten for christmas oh god i mean uh
0: i would have to say it was the original bauer vapor stick The original, the very first one. That was my very first composite stick that I ever got. It was always wood sticks, and for a while, after I broke it, it was back to the wood sticks. But that was uh, by far the best holiday Christmas gift I ever received. It was so great, and I wanted to keep it for so long that I busted the toe of the stick. It chipped off, and I would end up taking tape and makeshifting a toe in there and then taping over it so that there was at least something there so it didn't look like a dagger or something pointing out at somebody. And I got it to last almost the entire season. So I, that was by far my favorite. Uh, how about yourself?
1: Well, I remember one year uh, I needed a new pair of gloves. I think I was like eight or nine years old. And obviously in 1988-89, Gretzky was the man, you know? And he... uh he had these Jofa, remember the Jofa gloves? Oh, like longer. leather. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got those from my grandfather for Christmas. On Christmas Eve, he brought, uh, you know, I it's a size 12 or 13 Jofa black and white. Ooh. So they were like L.A. King's colors. All right. Big deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I had those uh, for a number of years, and they were pretty awesome.
0: Oh, those were fantastic. I mean, they, they had to have almost go, gone up to your elbow with that long cuff that they had
1: on them. Might as well have been shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what, you know, we have sty hockey ratings. You ever see that thing on Instagram? So all our, all our kids no. like sty hockey ratings. Okay. Oh, you got to check it out. Aye. They all like send, their, send a picture of themselves and they get rated at a one to 10. But like, if you were to send in and the guy likes all oh, like, a good tape job, using clear tape there, that's good. You got a lace where you're um for your pants, you got a <laughs> you got a bubble, that's good. That's you get a one point for that. If somebody put a picture of Gretzky up there, his style rating <laughs> would be like negative ten. But <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's when he was a peewee, he scored like three hundred and seventy goals. Yes. So like Yeah. <laughs> His style was pretty good to You're me. Doing
0: something right, yeah. I think he, everybody was too focused on their, uh, well, hell, I don't even know if he wore a helmet back then. If he did, it was like made out of probably what this Pepsi bottle or can over here is made out of, but. Uh, Paper mache. What, uh, I guess we'll, uh, well, this isn't a hockey question, so we'll divert a little bit, but what is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: Christmas movie? Uh. I, I, that's a tough one. So I, I probably Chicago-related. I'd probably go Christmas Vacation. That's the one I've seen the most. Okay, yeah. I, but Home, Home Alone's a, Chris, a Chicago movie, too. It is, yes,
0: yes. Everybody thinks that uh, Mr. McAllister was, uh, was a drug lord, act, or a accountant for some type of drug lord, because how the hell can that guy afford that big of a house with that many kids uh, in Chicago? <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> All right
1: yeah but those those are probably definitely my my top two for sure
0: okay, how about yourself uh I'm gonna go away from the typical diehard everybody's like, oh, it's a Christmas movie, so I won't go into that one uh favorite Christmas movie would have to be you know again you said you know Christmas vacations is is a classic so i I would put that up there, but for the sake of also being a little diverse here, um we would go with hmm. Good one. Oh god, what was that movie with uh, where the dad comes back it's with Michael Keaton where he comes back as the snowman. Uh and it's it's a it's a kid movie. I was young when I saw it. Um God, all right, well, good thing I'm on my computer. Uh Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, a snowman movie. He comes back, Jack Frost um and it's where have never seen that it came out in 98 well you probably would have been in college at that point you wouldn't no interest in that one but yeah you're it, dating me now yeah sorry <laughs> well when you said 98 i was like oh yeah i remember that no i didn't uh but i mean i do know what you're talking about uh yeah 98 uh where he comes back as the uh he gets he's a musician he is unfortunately uh passes away in a car accident only be brought back to life by uh in the form of a snowman via a magical harmonica that was his by his son
1: i gotta i gotta that's that's on the christmas to-do list
0: it's you know what i i enjoyed it as a nine-year-old uh it was live action so of course you got to like it um rotten tomatoes and imdb did not like it that much but i liked (laughs) it just because of the sentimental value of it all but uh but, yeah, Christmas
1: vacation, I mean, that's always a your, your good – you can't go wrong there. Uh, go ahead. Next up. question for you. You can find one thing in your Christmas stocking. You're a hockey player. You need something in your Christmas stocking. What is the essential piece you can find in your Christmas stocking? What makes your Christmas in that stocking?
0: Uh, for me, it would have to be black tape. That would have to be for my stick because uh, – I. you know what? It's tough though because I – yeah, black – Black tape. I was always a. I always use black tape because I remember reading. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it might help. You know, hide the puck a little bit from the goalie. So I was just like, whatever. I lo- I, I just love the the black tape. Actually, I was the kind of guy who'd candy cane his stick up because before that was before we actually had the stick like sticky grips. But uh, all right, what is Santa bring you in your uh, your stocking that makes you extremely happy?
1: Well, I always. Um, so I'm. You know, now I. I just coach. I don't play men's league or anything like that. So I skate sharp my skates probably once a year.
0: <laughs> I know that feeling. And yep. <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> and uh, I always tend to I have like uh I have several stones that are around the office at, at the Merrill Faye Ice Arena. They're around the office. I lose them constantly. <laughs> so a new stone just to give me a little bit of edge out there. That's all I need. Just a little bit. Well you ever use uh, the uh what is it the Swede stick? No, no, no. I've
0: never use that. that? So it's um Kind of looks like a wishbone, like, top. Uh, Real tight, obviously. On the inside, I think it's kind of got, like, what would be a stone-like type uh, abrasive. And you just run it. You run it down your skates, like, two, three times tops for just to try and get, like, a quick edge. And that uh, that was kind of what everybody would go to before they could find a stone. They'd be like, hey, has anybody got a sweet stick? And I'm like, no. All right, see, anybody got a stone? Oh, yeah, I got a ton of those. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen those. I've just never actually used one. Oh, yeah. it's you know.
0: At that point, I mean, you just go and get them sharpened. <laughs> <laughs> you, you become an adult. Or when I was in high school, it was, yeah, just like, oh, mom, dad, I need these sharpened. But you never know who's working the machine at that time. Now they got these spark machines that you can buy for yourself, and it saves you all this money, yeah. allegedly. But uh,
1: all right. Yeah. All right, next question. What, next question for you. What you. Do you ready got? for this one? Yep. Okay. Favorite? holiday season christmas memory tournament game
0: okay what do you got all right so we are gonna go with let's see here wow man i had no time to prep for this either holiday (laughs) we're just talking christmas so let's see here christmas holiday tournament um back when i was a bantam uh so like I'll use two here. One for sure was on Christmas. But the other one was around the same time. Uh, the first one was my uh, sophomore year. I got called up to play on the varsity team, um, which in itself was a big deal um, because I was the only freshman on the team. Uh there's another freshman, but um, – or sorry, sophomore. We were the two youngest players on the team. I uh, got called up, and we played in the Blackhawks – uh holiday tournament, which they basically played like two twenty minute halves, which was silly on its own, but um, I just remember getting up like literally the next day the twenty sixth and the game was at like eight a m and it was the ho 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 tournament, I think it was um it was just surreal because like I got called up and I actually got to play um and it was just with the whole Blackhawks they had uh, <laughs> they had a silent auction there. Um, and at the time, this is when Tuomo Rutu had just come o- had just si- finally signed to play for the Hawks, and I was a big fan of his. Um, and I had bid like, I don't know, like 10, what was my money? It was like $10 though for like an autograph of his. So then, like, there was like a picture, and then like it went up again. So I think we got to like 30, and then my mom and my grandmother drove me back out to the edge Ice Arena that same weekend, uh, to see like. To, right during the closing and wouldn't you know it troy murray is sitting right there and nobody else is around right so my mom goes up and my mom was a huge troy murray fan i'm told uh she is though because i saw what happened next uh she went over and asked troy murray if she can get a hug from him after he had <laughs> talked like 15 minutes he's like oh certainly and she's like you're my favorite player and this and that and i'm just sitting there like did i win the damn picture or not so i can get out of here this is so embarrassing thank god it was just myself my mom my grandmother nobody else and troy murray but uh so yeah that would be uh one of my favorites there and then the other one was we as a bantam we um right around christmas we had the opportunity uh up here in out here in chicago we have uh the winter club um which hosts they just do outdoor uh, t- they had outdoor tournaments they play in, like games and stuff as well but just basically wait till the winter uh, we played out there in their tournament and I remember it was so damn cold out but it was just so cool because that was the first time I played a legit game outdoors because again growing up I played roller cool. hockey most of the time so or played roller up until about peewees so that was the first time and I just remember I had a breakaway and again using my wood stick here. And it was so damn windy out that I couldn't even go like full, like full. I was past the center line, got to the blue line and the wind was just blowing my stick so much that I had to do basically your Gretzky curl there along the wall, just because I was like, I'm not going to get there the full way. I need to wait for a teammate to get here so I can move him the puck. So those are, uh, I know it was a one one off, but uh, those are two my favorite. How about yourself?
1: That's pretty cool. I, I must disclose, uh, some Chicago uh, story okay. so when I was a kid we had a lot of um, we got uh, my grandpa working for the devils he got us a lot of tickets as a kids so we were really lucky that we were able to go to a lot of devils games and back in like 83 87 they until the 90s they weren't very good so it wasn't like they were a hot commodity to get to <laughs> right but I remember seeing we had sections and uh, seats uh, seats in section 215 okay Uh, which is the upper deck at the Meadowlands Ice Arena. Um, And we'd always sneak down because, you know, by the third period, the devils were getting toasted. So, (laughs) Um, And I remember seeing Murray Bannerman's mask. No kidding. And I was like five and six years old, and I remember driving home in the car, and that vision of his mask (laughs) was in my head. And I, like, I had nightmares that night. (laughs) And I told my mom, like, that... Only for the Blackhawks, Mom. Like I was terrified <laughs> of Murray Bannerman's mask. Bannerman. So, folks at home, if you can Google Murray Bannerman and his mask, oh yeah, and realize, you know, there was a six-year-old Andrew Trimble at home in Manasquan, New Jersey, who probably pissed his pants, <laughs> just <laughs> trembling terrified. under, just trembling, trembling under his <laughs> under covers.
0: <laughs> the night light goes out, and then boom, there's Bannerman's mask,
1: <laughs> just staring you down.
0: That's that's awesome. But all right, so Christmas but, though, what do you got?
1: Or so now, holiday,
0: sorry.
1: I, I'm kind of removed from, from playing, and I'm kind of, you know, we've always taken a break. I've coached Junior NFL almost 10 years, and we've taken a break always at Christmas. So it's tough to remember, like, a great uh, you know, Christmas or New Year's game. But uh, we've had a backyard rink now for the last – this is going on our fourth year. And the tradition in our house is always to have it ready for, for Christmas Eve. We always have a Christmas Eve skate. Uh, if that doesn't work out perfect where we can skate on too long, we always go to the Merrill Ferry, rink. I sneak in and uh, make the rink manager mad because he has to um, (laughs) Zamboni the ice in the morning. But uh, that's been my greatest, my most memorable Christmas memory over the last couple years is that we get that backyard rink, which I can never have as a kid in New Jersey. We get to have that in New Hampshire, and uh, it's just awesome to have that backyard rink. I
0: think that's a good segue. Yeah, you you nailed it. I wasn't going to even say that it was a segue, but uh, yeah, no, definitely. Into our five myths. Well, before I do that, I think that's awesome that you do that, especially because – you know, that's something that you and your son can do and the, the bonding. And he, he's going to remember that forever, as long as he doesn't get hurt or see Murray Bannerman's mask. I think he's going to have positive, just memories
1: with you guys doing that. He's kind of a, I'm going to be honest with you. He's a little bit of a chicken shit. So <laughs> he, he's all, Murray, I, I, I had, we're listening to the rate, like we're listening to classic rewind on Sirius XM. No big shout out there, but we're, um we're listening to that. and, and, and uh, Pink Floyd's, uh, their Animals album, oh, pigs yeah. came on, and it's just all like weird guitar and stuff. Right. And he was like, "He was like, Dad, can you change the channel?"
0: <laughs> well, don't play <laughs> that. Absolutely then. terrified. Yeah. Don't play that this tomorrow is really on scary. the speakers <laughs> or the speakers.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> if I So by the Murray Bannerman, he, he's not, he's not making it the night.
0: Oh no! But yes, all right. So five myths. Uh, what do you
1: got for first one, Trevor?
0: Well, I thought this was yours. This is. I thought we were going
1: with you first. Okay, I'll go first. Number one, myth is that you have to do drills on the backyard rink. What? Uh, I, see a, I see a lot of Instagram you know, people and Twitter showing their elaborate setups on their backyard rinks. Um, I think the backyard rinks are just a great, great place to learn the game. If you're playing cross ice, if you're playing tag up, if you're playing one-on-one, just go out there and play shinny. That's the best place in the world. To play the the world's longest uninterrupted, nonstop game. Don't worry about getting all these, uh, you know, things you get for Christmas like cones or these other yep. other things you can get up. <laughs> Just go out there and play. That's the best thing for the backyard rink.
0: No, I agree, and I I think with mine, I am going to segue mine into this is that any type of backyard rink, as long as it's frozen in the pool, uh, is great. <laughs> like you don't the myth of oh, I got to have the perfect backyard rink. No, you don't. If you have a sheet of ice that is at least you can do like, you know, a circle around, a decent circle. Like and, and you can move around in it, that's better than probably what half of the hockey if not let me rephrase that. It's better than what ninety percent of the hockey playing community gets because I didn't have Absolutely. a I didn't have an outdoor ring growing up and we would always go to the one that was in the community, um like community center, like in the parking lot area over there. But and again, there's just like so many guys and you'd be sitting there like, oh man, I just wish I had like even just a quarter of a, a zone just to kind of move around in and just work on my shot or whatever. But, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, we don't have lights on. us. like, okay, well, it's pretty sunny out for, you know, <laughs> half the day, like go out and use it. So I agree. Yeah. Don't, you don't, you don't need all the, just go out and play, have fun. That's what it's for.
1: Absolutely. All right. Number two, what do you got? No, I just gave it to you. Number two. Uh, okay, Sorry. I like it. All right, number three, it isn't worth it for only a few weeks. Ice. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree entirely. Uh, back in nineteen, I don't know, ninety three, ninety two. Uh, I bought an online kit. It actually, wasn't online. What am I talking about? There wasn't even the internet in nineteen ninety two. Uh, I think it was on the back of like a hockey digest magazine. that could like, mail <laughs> order something. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I saved up my my money i was working at the ocean ice palace in bricktown new jersey and i um i scraped together 200 bucks and bought a rink kit in the backyard and i probably only got to skate on that thing 2 or 3 times but that was the best it was just the best so even if you only get for a little bit of the year and you can find the space in your in your backyard do it because you'll make a memory that you can that can last forever absolutely no and again
0: yeah as you said it's even if it's just a few times, which will now segue into number four, um, which is, um, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Is it really worth it? And the answer is yes. Because again, it's not only is it just the fun in, in that moment, but again, it's the memories. I mean, here you are able to remember the exact year, the exact <laughs> place that you found this this probably a company that's completely out of business. Um, maybe oh, it, yeah. Maybe didn't even make it that whole winter. They just made it barely. But it's those memories you make. And, again, now, I mean, I see the videos and stuff online and just how souped up these people are. I mean, there's, there's like, neighbors that share their backyards just for to have that out so they can have, like, an NHL-sized rink. But uh, just it, it is worth – if you've got it and you can do it, like, again, you've got the time – you have the money, um, do it. Just for your kids, for yourself. Or, you know, whether you're a rec player, whether you're an you know an athlete, a high school kid. Like I, I wish because we had a decent plot of land in the backyard. Um, I wish I would have actually gone back and cleaned out like all the brush and stuff. There was like a wooded area because like looking back, I'm like i remember reading an article about the stall brothers how they would all go out and play on their you know they build it and then they all go out and play and like how they beat the crap out of jared because he was the youngest and this and that and i was just (laughs) like i was like i I had this here and now like looking back i'm like i had that there like all i had to do was put in the work and maybe like done a little bit of you know research on how to correctly do this and that but i had all the tools like i had the ability to make some boards even the fed i so again, I guess my point is like, yeah, it, is It worth it to put in all that time, you know? Is it really worth it? Maybe not. No, it is. Like, do it. And again, if you don't like it, then after the first year, then screw it. At least you could say you did it. But I, I truly believe. I think it's it brings a lot, especially for the again the kids most of all. I mean, I know adults we love it too, but because we can hide our beers inside this the snow. But uh, <laughs> but for the kids, definitely. Like that stuff. Again, it's we don't and again we don't take it for granted some of us do like not granted but we don't realize how much this all really means to the kids in like the long run what are they going to remember the most and it kind of goes back to that whole burnout question like are they going to really remember playing that three-on-three tournament on that one christmas when they're you know 40 years old when they're in their 30s are they going to remember like playing outside, you know, playing shinny with their parents, you know, mom or dad who can't even skates going out there trying their best, you know, and juniors dangling them and breaking their ankles, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's what you're going to remember. Like, that's what it's about. Definitely. So I know I, I messed up here. I was supposed to have the three of them. So if you've got uh, one, all good. I, but
1: I got number five waiting here for you. All right. You <laughs> bail me out again. <laughs> so number five would be, it's just about the kids and being man, a, there you go you're welcome being a 42 year old adult uh you know i'm about to be 43 in like a week and a half oh man I'll have to uh, do a
0: birthday edition
1: and i just um this time of the year like it's i'm just chomping at the bit to figure out you know how much space i have what materials i can use how much i can you know fit in the backyard when i when i can start right. making ice and then you know how much I can do a night, and I mean, I'm sometimes I'm up at you know 10, 11 o'clock at night, just <laughs> pouring water on that That's... rink because it there there is a tranquility that that comes across when you're like in the backyard rink and it's got you got the moonlight. We have a string of lights that kind of just illuminate the rink a little bit, and just making ice is so like it's um, therapeutic. It's therapeutic. <laughs> it's zen like. I don't I don't know what the butter, other words yeah. for it but it's just like it's uh it's my winter therapist.
0: There you go. And it's cheap. Well, and it, it's cheaper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But it's it costs only about one therapy session, but it makes uh makes my whole winter winter work for me for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, I mean I couldn't imagine a winter without
1: it now. Oh, I I
0: I envy you. I wish I had that plot of land to uh I will one day once, you know, once we're done, when once the big guys start paying us here uh for this show with like Bauer and stuff um but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 agree. It's not, it's not always just for the kids. I mean, I know guys at men's league that are still playing rec league that, you know, okay, all the guys are going to come over and we're just going to skate around and, you know, barbecue, like cook stuff out with their, you know, whatever gas powered, you know, uh, grills and just drink their labats. I mean, there's a reason why the labat tournament up in was it, Minnesota, right? If I'm yep, correct. Yep. There's a reason why there's so many people that go up there. I mean, it's, on hockey it's it's one of the greatest uh Charlie Con- better. I mean if Charlie Conway can learn the triple deke on that then or it wasn't Charlie Conway it was I it was uh God, it was coach Bombay Gordo yeah Gordo. I know I feel, see that's why I don't <laughs> try and work on talking less to those people that DM me I know I'm working on it but uh yeah no for sure that's uh that's a good number five. And that's a, that's a good save on me. So I'll make sure next time I got the f- three, if not four of them, but
1: I think it's a good place to wrap it up. And yeah, uh, it was an awesome, I, I wish everybody at home and Trevor, obviously happy holidays, man. You enjoy as well. your time with your family. And, uh, enjoy this little break in your schedule. Cause I know that once you come back, the, uh, you know, it's full on board to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. For, for both of us. So yeah, it's uh, for all those listening, uh, happy holidays for whatever you celebrate. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening to episode number five, the holiday edition. And we look forward to uh, hearing back from you and uh, posting some more content in the new year.